0: You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network, with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron, and we are starting our fifth series, um, which has been a bit delayed because um, we had a little bit of a break. And also because we started doing our happiness hub uh, in-person meetings. So we started about a month ago um, down at the Granary Arts Cafe in Nantwich. And we've been inviting anybody local to come along um, every week, have some coffee and cake uh, from the fantastic vegan cafe. And just um, find out a little bit more about wellness, improving your mental health. And we've been doing it around the five ways to wellness. So we've just come to the end of October where we've been doing Connect. Had a fantastic key speaker come in uh, last week to talk about uh, connecting with nature, which has been fab. Um, And this month, November, it's the first today we're recording this podcast. We're going to be talking uh, more about being active and how that can really help with not only your physical health, but your mental health. So all things have been really busy. So we've been focusing on that. But it's also really lovely to get back into the recording um, studio, as it were, virtual and um, start interviewing, inviting some guests. So this week we're going to be talking to Mandy. Mandy, how do you pronounce your surname? Is it gost
1: Yes. Yes, so it I'm, is.
0: Thank yes. God for that. I didn't want to get it wrong because I've got a bit of a strange name and I get called all sorts. Um, and Mandy's joining us from a company called Nantwich Holistics, which is your company. But also, Mandy, you've been coming down to the Happiness Hub, haven't yes. you, this fashion how are, you, how are you finding it? Are you
1: enjoying it? I'm enjoying it very much, yes. Yes, yeah. I think it's um, exactly the kind of thing people need to be doing, especially in these cooler winter months as these come on now and people perhaps feel a little less like going out, but going out to something like that, I think, will keep proving to be beneficial.
0: Yeah, I hope so. And I think that the other reason we we wanted to do it in person, we've been talking about it since we, we launched a uh, podcast, is to help people get back out and be sociable. Now, I don't know about you, Mandy. um, I can be a bit of an extrovert and an introvert. And my other half's very much a, a, an introvert, I would say. And I think the pandemic's made him a little bit more... Cautious about going out than he did before how have you found the pandemic and also you know about getting out and and seeing people again how's that experience been for you
1: personally it's been fine because I haven't been as worried as perhaps other other people have Um, work-wise it's not been great because the places I was working from have closed down now Um, so I'm going back to being mobile which is how I started um, so it's not been brilliant work wise, but personally, it's it's been fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I think there's a, a different element there for some people who might be a little bit more worried about contracting um Covid than than others due due to health issues so just finding out what's right for you isn't it and even getting back into socializing you know people still wearing masks or some people are still you know not socializing we've got large groups of people just seeing um, a few people at a time so it's it's whatever works for you and it's got to be right for you no matter what anybody else says yeah so mandy let's talk let's not talk about covid because you're spending (laughs) a lot of time talking about that tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you came to set up Nantwich Holistics.
1: Well, several years ago, probably round about 2006-ish, somewhere around there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, a family member got quite ill with IBS, um, irritable bowel syndrome type symptoms, and didn't particularly want to go down the hospital route. So we decided to try alternative ways of tweaking things so we changed the diet and um, I thought maybe if I go and do a massage course that would help to de-stress so I went and did the massage course and really liked it and thought oh actually I could probably I'm really enjoying doing this because I don't know if you remember but when um, oh gosh what was it children in need and things like that first started such a long time ago now I thought that, you know, it's, it's fine, it's lovely, it's great. I don't mind bonging a few quid into a collecting bucket, but I'm more of a doer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to do something that made a difference to, to the people that we would be collecting for, perhaps. So I thought maybe the massage would be the thing that I could do that would in some way help somebody somehow. So I went and did that. And then as that was coming to the close, I found out about the bowing technique. So then I went and did the bowing technique um, and loved that. And as I was getting towards the end of the bowing, which each of these, you know, lasted about a a year to train in each, um, I found out about Healing Hands Network. So I joined Healing Hands Network and found myself out in Sarajevo for two weeks doing bowing on concentration camp survivors and various other groups and really consolidated what I'd been learning in the Bowen and really got into the zone and um, enjoyed that work and then came back from Sarajevo and carried on. Then I was mobile and just pootling about doing the odd treatment here and there. And then I found out, sort of wind forward a few years, I decided um, through Healing Hands we had a PTSD workshop, because if you work with the UK forces branch of the charity, you have to go and do some PTSD training. So during that training, I thought, all right, well, I've always wanted to do a degree, so I'll, <laughs> I'll go and do a degree in psychology and then I'll find out all about PTSD, which is obviously not the case. And it wasn't just psychology, it was human biology and psychology. So you've got the body work and the the mind going on at the same time, because you can't separate the two. They're so intrinsically connected. Then I found out about the scar work. So I trained in the scar work. And then I found out (laughs) it's just one thing always leads to another. (laughs) It's fantastic. Then I found out about another charity called PTSD Resolution. And found out about the protocol they use for treating ptsd which is human givens psychotherapy so now i'm going through the human
0: givens training as well for our listeners uh just in case they weren't aware ptsd that stands for post-traumatic stress disorder okay And so you would work specifically with the armed forces who have uh, have obviously experienced that and come back from like fighting with, with peace. Yes.
1: Yes. So um, on every other Saturday, now I go to a place in Manchester where the the veterans have a, have a, a site that they go to. So I go and do massage over there and because I've not trained officially for the for the psychotherapy stuff yet I can't use that I can use aspects of it but it's mostly for the massage for the relaxation and a bit of scar work because obviously some of them have quite hefty scarring
0: and um, I've heard of Bowen technique before how is Bowen different from massage then what's how are they the main the main difference really is
1: with massage you're pretty well hands on all the time um you, you never really break contact with, with the client or patient. You, you walk around the table, you keep your hands on. Bowing um, involves a series of what's called moves. So you're just sort of pressing and moving the muscles at what's called eyeball pressure. So no harder than the, the pressure that you would push on your eye. And you do several of these moves and then you move away, you, you walk away for a minute or two however long you kind of feel is right and the premise for that is if you give somebody something to read and talk to them at the same time none of the information is really going to go in very well so you do your bowing moves you walk away so the person has chance their body has chance to kind of read the information and then start to act on it because we have such uh, fantastic innate healing systems in our bodies that it's kind of giving it a bit of a, a prod and saying uh, right you go and do what you need to do I'll just step back and let you do it mm. then you go back again do a few more move away and you get into this kind of rhythm this pattern and it's very very soothing very relaxing uh, you can do it through clothes if people are a little bit wary of disrobing yeah. um and you don't need any oils or any particular specialist equipment other than just your hands. So it's it's great for on the move.
0: Mm-hmm. When, when would you say if you had a client come in, how would you kind of decide whether that massage was best for them or maybe using Bowen? Is there yeah. a particular kind of...? Well, it would depend on their expectations, really. Right. Um,
1: this is where the consultation comes in very handy because you ask them what they know about whatever it is their problem is how what they've had before what suits them what they don't like what they do like um you just have to really communicate and listen to what they say and also watch the body language if you can Um, people can say yes and they sort of in a way
0: (laughs) their body saying no
1: (laughs) yes exactly so you really do have to listen to what they're saying and go with them but I think most therapy schools would say just use one Uh just use one treatment because then you know it's that that's working whereas I think quite a few therapists may do a little bit of mix and match because you like I said if you if you've got um, a a scar it can cause a, a a dam in the lymphatic fluid or the fascial network or the um cardiovascular system and so to me removing that dam is before you do anything else is
0: kind of obvious because then everything else will work better mm-hmm. it makes it make sense when you put, kind of put it in that way I've never really thought about having a scar being like a dam but mm. like you describing that it kind of makes sense the way that you say it Good. Yeah. <laughs> for my little brain, because I like things to be kind of described quite simply. Um, and I think the other th- thing is, and what you mentioned there about, like once you start getting into any kind of physical or mental therapy, you kind of like it is. I want to know more about this, or I want to tra- train on that. And I know we had a bit of a chat before we started recording the the podcast. Tell us a little bit about. How the physical side of stuff, what helps your clients and things with their mental health and how you're bringing in this kind of psychotherapy kind of side of it as well? Well, I think
1: sometimes if people are having trouble moving about much or if they've had an operation and they feel perhaps a little bit um, wary of getting out and about or, or in pain or the, the, the limb is wh- wherever they've had the operation or something's happened and it, it tightens up and goes stiff. So this is where the physical therapy can release the stiffness, but the psychological therapy can can help with motivation and f- helping them feel more in control
0: of, of what they can mm-hmm. actually achieve. Because I know that I've, I've suffered... We've quite, quite a bit of pain uh, um, since um, being diagnosed with a few things this year. And I know that when I'm suffering with that pain, it makes me awfully grumpy and ratty with people. So it's going to impact your, uh, your your mental health as well as your physical health, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And it's understandable.
1: I mean, everybody has had times when they've been in pain and, you know,
0: touch wood at the moment.
1: I'm I'm OK. But we all have times when we're when we're either in physical pain or mental pain. And starting to understand ourselves and how we deal with that is kind of key to helping ourselves get, if not better, then adapting to live with the condition or, or manage
0: it better. Yeah, it's that self-awareness, isn't it? And thinking yeah. about things that you can do to help you um, when, when you're not feeling your best. Yes, um, I know and talk-
1: knowing when to ask for help as well,
0: yes. Yeah, because that can be really hard as well, can't it? Yeah. be a burden to people and yep. you, know, you always feel like you're bothering people. Um, so at the moment you said, obviously, COVID, COVID's really affected the work that you can do with people. So have you got a studio at the moment or are you going out mo- a mobile? You know, yes, maybe. I'm, I'm working for, uh, you know, for, not from my
1: car, but I am being a <laughs> mobile therapist. <laughs> I did know one chap who, um, who worked from a van yeah. and his, his treatment thing was called Three Counties Boeing, I think it was. Yeah. And I said to him, well, which three counties? And he said, well, it's whichever ones I'm in. <laughs> which i thought was quite
0: neat actually (laughs) yeah he's not restricting himself to his no (laughs) no
1: no, it was great so yes i'm mobile so i go to people's houses and which can help reduce the risk of um, cross-contamination or whatever because i obviously have to wear full ppe at the moment uh well as much as i can i can't really do gloves but um, I've, I have to sanitise and, and take plenty of notes and all those things and get people to sign forms to say that they
0: are not showing symptoms, etc. Yeah, yeah, of course. All those sort of normal precautions that you've got to take because you've got to keep, keep yourself safe as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, what kind of things can um, you know the physical, like the, the bowing and the and massage kind of help with? Because I know you said it's like a number of things. And you, it seems like you've got quite a wide variety of different kind of clients well it's it's because we're treating the person not the condition
1: I'm tempted to say pretty well anything obviously we can't do anything that will it it doesn't treat cancer but you can treat people with cancer you Mm -hmm. see there's a very specific definition And we have to be careful about what we say we can do. We have to say, well, it may help with. So it may help with (laughs) (laughs) all sorts of different conditions. Back pain. People who drive a lot, you know, get lower back pain. It's not surprising. They're not moving. They need to move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asthma, um, shoulder pain, sciatica. That's another one. I get a lot of people with sciatica. And uh, strangely, a, a while back it, it it seems to go in phases, so I seem to get a lot of people with sciatica who'd coincidentally just had new leather sofas and right. you think I wonder if that's anything to do with the sofa being slippy and they were used to being kind of more held by a fabric thing, and now they're slipping and they're sitting awkwardly to compensate for the slipping. What's going on there? That's a whole research project in itself um or chaps keep their wallet in the back pocket yeah. and wonder why they got sciatica because that wallet, if you're sitting on it all the time, is going to create a, a knock-on effect. Balance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, and right into the gluteals. So um, all sorts of different different things.
0: I was quite interested, you said that when you first got into uh, doing massage that you had a friend who had IBS. So yeah. can you can you use it to, to treat, um you know, sort of diet uh, dig- digestion problems? Is that something that's quite effective? I think because it's, it's like you say, you can't
1: disentangle the psychological aspect of these relaxation therapies. So if you're relaxing somebody, their immune system works better. Their digestive system works better. Everything just helps. It It just helps everything work better. So we can't say, oh no, we'll we'll definitely get rid of IBS or anything like. That. You can't do that. That's a whole a whole different um, thing. You know, they need to be looking at their diet and they need to be looking at what's stressing them and they need. Mm-hmm. It's a whole you know loads of different aspects of it. But the relaxation, the gentle therapies, just do that initial kick the the immune response, mm-hmm. but not hopefully not over kicking it because an, an overclocked immune response can be a cause of a lot of people's problems
0: anyway. Yeah. I mean uh, we've talked about this on our podcast before about that link between your emotional health and your physical health and like you said the body and the mind are very they're interwoven aren't they yes. and some people don't really still even now don't really make that connection so I know that sometimes if I'm stressed know you feel a bit sick or you're nauseous or you don't eat or um you know your stomach might be doing some strange things but obviously yeah it is very much linked um so to be able to relax yourself and um well it's got, got to have a lot of physical benefits to the whole body
1: yeah yes yes it has I mean the 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 breathing techniques that people think oh that's not going to really help very much I can't see how that works it works because when we get anxious or stressed about something, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in. And that's the thing that makes us run quickly. It increases your heart rate. It's, it's designed to get us out of danger. Now, if we have a perceived danger, like we don't like standing in a queue or, you know, some, something's just just making us feel anxious. Maybe we don't know why but it it that's that's what it does so it it primes us ready to run so if we can start to do calming down breathing exercises that kicks the parasympathetic nervous system in and that slows the heart rate and reduces that tension in the stomach and the shoulders go down and your thinking brain starts to click back in because when you're in that panic mode you just want to run you just want mm-hmm. to deal with whatever the thing is even if it's a stupid way to deal with it and and get away you know it's the the tiger leaping out on you whatever it is so if the slow breathing exercises reduce the heart rate and help to calm us and help to help us get better kick that Im- immune response back in
0: there's a really good series on netflix at the moment i can't remember what it's called but my partner was watching one last night when I got home and um, it was about this chap who was um, a potholer was going into caves and things and he um, they'd gone caving on time and it was when there was a, a massive storm so water was filling the caves uh, you know within seconds when it wouldn't normally be underwater and he got stuck. They managed to get him out, but they w- were unable to get out and stuff because of the water for 12 hours. And he was down there for 12 hours. He, w- he had hypothermia, but he did an, an awful lot of kind of meditation. So he yeah. did exactly what you said. He just kind of laid down and made sure he, he, he could be as warm as he could. And he just shut off all his senses and just focused yeah. on his breathing to be able to bring yeah. his heart rate down. And he said if he hadn't yeah. have done that, he probably wouldn't have survived. So it can no. be there. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. I think, like you know, no. you take fight or flight. All you want to do is get out of there. You, you don't because you're in a dangerous yep. situation. But then it's thinking, yes. taking that step back and shutting everything out and being able to do that. So fair play to him to yes. do that. But it can be there. there yes, it be. Yeah.
1: It, it, yes, it can be. But it's not just actual physical danger. It's imagined danger or trauma—not trauma, but imagined problems as well so our imaginations are brilliant tools but we we overdo them sometimes and we can imagine something is is much more horrible than it actually is um or think it's a a a nasty thing and it and it really isn't so just having that awareness and thinking okay right I'll just do that that thing that 7-Eleven, whatever they call it and just calm myself down and then I'll be able to think about what what i actually need to do and teaching children this from very small is vital now because so many younger people are getting really really anxious about not a lot mm. um, but teaching children to understand that that pathway is um, i think very important
0: well it's, it's a, a massive tool isn't it really yes. a tool for, for somebody to have that throughout your life yes um, so yeah um all really interesting stuff I think that might be again Mandy as you talked about before another podcast for us to sort of record there <laughs> and, uh, and discuss that too um so I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about um the stuff that you're doing with human givens because you're training in the kind of psychological side of things so you need yes. some, some guinea pigs some case studies what, what would you call I do them? I don't want to put anyone off <laughs>
1: Yes, I would need some wonderfully delectable case studies, thank you very much, to um, just finish this certificate. Um, I've done four, I need at least another six. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's troubled with um, mild to moderate anxiety or mild to moderate depression or has a phobia or, you know, the usual things that they feel it might be worth trying to get some help with and at the moment you see I can't charge so I'm a very 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 cheap psychotherapist in that I have to do free sessions for people so I mean I might say well give us a couple of quid towards petrol or something like that but um, at the moment it is free so if anybody would like to get in touch about a a session a few sessions of free
0: psychotherapy then um, please do I'm um, so, yeah, I'm sure you'd get quite a few people um wanting to take you up on that offer. How could how would they get in touch with you, Mandy? I'll put all your details in the show notes anyway. Right. Well, um it's nantwitchholistics.com
1: mm-hmm. or um my phone number, if you want me to give that out now. If you're it's, happy,
0: if you're happy giving it out, Mandy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, that's fine. It's oh seven nine oh four five two oh eight nine oh.
0: Okay. And you're on Facebook, aren't you? And you just
1: mentioned yes. that right there. Nontraditionalistics is on Facebook, yes, as well. So um, I, I'm, I don't do an awful lot on it, but I have got a presence.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a starting place, isn't it? I mean, yeah, uh, social media yeah. is one of those things you either kind of love it, love or hate it. Um, But I'm a
1: people
0: person you see. Oh well I completely agree I mean it's great that we have Zoom and everything and people didn't know that about it before kind of lockdown but nothing compares meeting somebody face to face obviously particularly in the kind of work that you do as well. Mm. So Mandy tell us a little bit more about yourself then because there's a a really big suite of, of things that you've done there tell us a little bit more about kind of like what you get out of doing this what you love about it and kind of what you did before before you came, came <laughs> this tour of this oh gosh well I mean I,
1: I'm I was a, a full-time mum mm-hmm. um so uh, that it kind of all started when I you know I thought oh yeah they're actually growing up at some point <laughs> they're going to leave home what will I do then so that was part of why I wanted to do the training as well yeah um I just I don't know I just seem to be able to to do it and and I care, you know mm-hmm. um, I, I get a great I got a great deal out of working in Sarajevo when I get a lot from the soldiers or the ex forces because that's i think because that's voluntary for one thing, so any volunteers will know that yeah. somehow volunteering is is very beneficial for us. I mean I know psychologically it's altruism and that's a good thing for us. Um, we have to feel needed. So, yeah, there's that. Obviously, if somebody's been in pain and then, you know, they get up and they're not in pain anymore and that situation holds, then that's fantastic as mm. well. Yeah, it's just, it, I don't know, I can't really explain it. I just like being able to help people mm. and and see a difference in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I suppose it's, it's uh, I don't think it's anything too sinister I don't think it's me being in charge it's me helping them find something in themselves that they didn't know they had or uh, an ability or uh, an attitude or something that that helps them move on with their lives. Mm
0: It's interesting you said about that about it not being too sinister because I don't think anything you said is sinister <laughs> at all but there is still I mean like we um one of our buddies is um a hypnotherapist and he still says you know that he gets people coming along to him and think it's some sort of voodoo magic and that they'll be you know plucking like a chicken <laughs> things it, it, it's not like that at all no. and, and and I think we it's it, it's interesting that we still have to do a lot more kind of uh, awareness about these different kind of techniques and things yes. that they're doing the benefits for them for people to be fully understanding because I suppose as well if you're if you got PTSD you're, you're going to be wary about things and and making sure that whatever treatment you're going to get is going to you know not be scary and 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 beneficial to you and like you say everybody is different but it sounds like you get a lot out of it because you are helping people Mm. and it's really it's like like you say it's it's that distraction from like sticking some money in a a charity box but actually physically doing it yourself it really makes it a lot more real doesn't it
1: oh yes yes it's it's more I don't know worthy somehow in my head it's actually being of use yeah And
0: knowing that you're making a difference to somebody's life, which is massive.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, this is part of how I am aware of my own emotional needs, and it's it's meaning and purpose. It gives me my meaning and purpose, Mm. and some control over my life. And some of these nine emotional needs that the human givens um, talk about. Mm. So, yeah, there's all sorts of aspects of the work that I do that fulfills my um, mental health requirements.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Mandy, tell us a little bit about what you do for your own mental health apart from your job, because that sounds like that <laughs> feeds your mental health quite a bit. Um well it, like
1: before, you know, being aware now I know what kind of things I need to look out for. I know I need to eat the right stuff and yeah. not drink the wrong stuff too much to stay healthy. You know, I'm quite keen on Um, Good nutrition, I think that's vital. Um, Getting out and about in the fresh air and the countryside and doing things that um, the lady was talking about at the hub last week. Yeah, yeah, socialisation, getting out and about, meeting new people, exchanging ideas, learning. Learning is something that really floats my boat. I mean, I, I got to uni, I was late at uni, I didn't go till I was 50. And then I found out I was dyslexic, so wow. um, that was that was quite a quite a relief really, because I, I finally understood why I was so slow, mm-hmm. and why it took me such a long time to learn anything. And I think before then I I thought oh no I won't be able to do that because I I can't I can't learn very well. Now I know I have to do certain things in a certain way to get the information in and to keep it in there to then be able to regurgitate it later on Um, but I know what I need to do now um, for learning so that keeps me interested in what's going on about me and, and I can shoot off at a tangent and and, and I want, there are so many courses that I want to do that I know I'll never be able to do now because I won't have enough life, you know. I not have enough
0: time to do them, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I mean, unless I suddenly get cloned as a cat or some weird <laughs> thing like that. Um, but yes, learning, I think, is is important. And you can, you never stop learning. And I think if you really engage with getting into and even if it's an evening class that's only five weeks or something, it may lead to something else. So I would always say, recommend people learn something new. And if you don't like it, try something else.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's nothing to lose, is there?
1: 40 quid, 50 quid, and that's, you know, that's, it, it's doable.
0: Yeah. That's one of the five ways to uh, wellness, isn't it, learning? Yes. Because um, it, it can be great for your confidence because, like you say about us and our silly brains always build up things or they tell us we can't do stuff. And then once you start doing something, I mean, nobody picks up something. Well, they're very lucky if they pick up something and they can do it straight away, but practice makes perfect. So learning a new skill and, um, can be great. And like you say, whether it's doing something a bit crafty, I mean, you can, you can learn how to do anything on YouTube now, something a bit more academic, like all of the kind of stuff that you've been doing. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. it it can really have a great effect on your your mental health or even lead you down a road to a new career
1: well yes and it and it because it it creates new um neurological pathways so it helps keep your brain ticking over for longer in a in a more useful way which obviously helps not completely stave off the potential of dementia but it can really help uh, slow it down yeah definitely yeah
0: so what else do you like to do, Mandy? That makes you happy. We always ask our guests that. What makes you happy, Mandy? Uh, I like baking, actually. Oh, um you?
1: I yeah, like I, I'm, and I'm naughty because I know I shouldn't be eating <laughs> fatty, sugary things. So I'm quite good at baking. I just try not to eat the stuff, cakes and things. Yeah. You know, I've been watching the Bake Off, and yes, um, I tried Prue's malt loaf the other day, and oh. it was very very nice yeah, <laughs> <it was. laughs> I, I don't let myself eat too much so oh yes so yeah baking and gardening I like gardening I like seeing nice bright flowers I like helping bees I like doing all the things that we're supposed to do that helps us but helps other people and helps the planet mm-hmm. as
0: well yeah that's a big thing at the moment isn't it helping mm. the planet what um you mentioned the malt loaf sort of thing, but what are the, what's your your show your showstopper would be then? What kind of cake, cake would you make? That's like, or Mandy chocolate cake or whatever is the best. Uh, I
1: don't think I've got one. I think I I like having a go at so many different things. Rounder, yeah, um, I suppose a very basic Victoria sponge or something. I don't know. wrong with
0: Victoria sponge.
1: I don't. I think the the three, four, and five layer things would be too complicated for me. I'd just just stick to a basic thing uh, like that. But um, yeah, I just enjoy it because it's it's creating something that's kind of useful, um, and it's it's also therapeutic. um, And and again, you know, trying a different recipe or something can be empowering or or give give me a bit of a kick because it's something I've actually achieved. So, um, yeah, pushing the boat out a little bit with that is is great. Plus, I listen to uh, talking books while I'm doing it, so uh, I uh, I like that as well. Or I have really heavy metal on and dance <laughs> around like <laughs> <laughs> dance round like a loon um, while the thing's in the oven. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I zumba!
1: Think- I like zumba as well.
0: Oh, loads of things there then. I think, yeah. yeah, I think dancing around the kitchen is usually what I do on the Saturday night while I'm cooking dinner, um, yeah. when no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so pull the blind down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, you're very good coming down to our happiness pub meeting on a Tuesday when the bake-off's on. on. <laughs>
1: i know i know i'll I have to just get it on catch up that's
0: fine yeah, i have to do that when i get home <laughs> um so that, that all sounds amazing i can't wait for you to bring some cake in for us <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> I, I will say though that i i agree with you about baking and cooking in general it can be really therapeutic and i've learnt loads um since like becoming a something world consultant ages ago but then like going from being um from a meat eater to being vegetarian and then being vegan so it was great to see an actual vegan baker on yes. um the uh the great british bake off this turn around because baking vegan cakes is a whole different ball game from just yes. yeah. your, your normal cakes it's a it's a little bit more complex so that that's been a big <laughs> one i think <laughs> So, Mandy, yep. it's been really lovely to have you on. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming in, coming on, and and talking to us about all the things that you do. Because it sounds like <laughs> you do an you you do an awful lot. Even when you're baking, you listen to heavy metal, dancing around the kitchen, and audio books <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, you know, it's not necessarily
1: all at the same
0: time. Like, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I do. I do. I try and keep busy.
0: Will you be joining us tomorrow night at the Happiness Hub? Hopefully, yes.
1: Yes, I should be there. Yes, I should be motivated to move. Good.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to get everybody to do aerobics like I suggested, but I might (laughs) might scare them all all at tomorrow's meeting and suggest (laughs) that we do that. Very good. Um, So I'll put all your information in the show notes so people can find you. And it is um, Human Givens, but Nantwich Holistics, which is your... Your yes. business, isn't it? Yes. um And we, I'll put your phone number in there as well, and if people wanted to get in touch with you about some of those free sessions that you're offering, that would be brilliant to Thank get you. some some clients. Brilliant. Um, and I shall see you tomorrow then. Yes, you will. Well. Yes. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you, Mandy. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy.